Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. So it's Bucks at Carolina on Sunday in Charlotte, and folks, this is about the biggest must-win. That's not a postseason game in the Tom Brady era. And I don't think I'm exaggerating things. I think it's absolutely true, Steve. I mean, you thought that if there were ever a team you could beat on the road, it would be Pittsburgh a week ago with a rookie quarterback and the entire secondary out. Well, guess what? They lost that game. So now you know he can lose to virtually anybody. But can you lose to the Carolina Panthers, a team that is in total disarray, fired their head coach, Steve Wilkes takes over, Baker, Baker Mayfield can't play, Sam Darnold might be eligible or has begun practicing at least coming off the IR. I mean, they're in big trouble. And their offense is bad. They got Christian McCaffrey, very little else. You know, it, it is a mess in Carolina. And so this is the team that the Bucks can get healthy on. And it's a division game on top of that. You have a tie with Atlanta at 3-3. Three and three. You've lost three out of four. Could you possibly lose four out of five, fall below 500 at this stage of the season with Tom Brady, the guy who came out of retirement and gave you, you know, presumably a Super Bowl team to Todd Bowles? It's, it, is, it is at a crossroads this season because as of Sunday, or actually as we do this podcast Thursday night for this morning's show, we're 10 days. In 10 days, this football team will have played two games. By this time next week, by next Thursday, they will have played two games. And the other game is the Thursday night game against the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. If you think that's going to be easy, uh, I got news for you. They'll have a tough time containing him. So I, we'll t- we can break down what's going on with the Bucks. Lots with Tom Brady. A lot going on inside the locker room as well. Some words from Mike Evans. I don't know. I, I just think that this is this is a crossroads game for the Bucks. It could go either way with this season right here. You're right, and I think this is an important game, but at the same time, the Falcons are going against the Bengals. If they lose that game and the, and the Bucks lose too, you're still in first place. You are. In the I mean, I think they can win the division, but right. uh, at what, 9-8? and eight? Now, if you lose this game to Carolina, does it give you a lot of pause in what the prospects <laughs> yeah. for the rest of the season are? Absolutely. <laughs> Having lost four out of five in, in two in a row to out on the road at the Steelers and Carolina, my goodness. But, but I, I think it's, it's important for this team to find some rhythm, find consistency. And try to find some swag because they don't have it right now. It's it's a lot of Brady yelling at his offensive line, defense not being able to get big stops, third and 15, third and 16. I mean, how many of those were their last game? Mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I think just for a confidence standpoint, you know, I think Todd Bowles, you know, unsolicited the other day talking about they got to get past the Super Bowl from a year and a half ago. If guys are still living off that right now, that's a problem on this team. Yeah, where'd that come from? If there's guys sitting there going, eh, we won the Super Bowl two years ago, we're good, we're fine, no big deal, that's a problem. Because, you know, you know in the NFL, really in all these sports leagues, but just because you did something good last year doesn't mean crap this year. Right. Well, here's my take on that. I think he. I don't think that people have sort of said that or that he necessarily has that feeling. I think it was sort of a hypothetical. But what I think he was doing was calling out those players who are getting paid or much is expected of them that aren't performing. Mm-hmm. Listen, Devin White had one of the worst games he's played in a couple years, and that's saying something because he wasn't great last year. He was okay, but not great. And in the first series, we know he had the roughing the passer penalty, and then Bowles has told us he absolutely you know, didn't cover the running back out of the backfield, and that was an easy touchdown. On the first drive, the first drive, you give them seven. There were so many opportunities in that game, so many breakdowns that he was a part of. Then you have Shaq Barrett. Where the hell is Shaq Barrett? Shaq Barrett's getting paid almost more than anybody on this football team, including Tom Brady. And he's got two sacks, and they both came in one game. They played six. That means in five of them, he didn't get the quarterback on the ground. You can't be paid as an elite pass rusher, an edge rusher in this league, and go six out of seven games without a sack. You can't do it, right? How about Carlton Davis? Carlton Davis started the year in training camp saying, I think I'm the best corner in the NFL bar none. Okay. Care to prove that? And I'm not just talking about passes defense. How about you make an interception at a big time, at a big moment, or a strip, or do something, right, other than giving up third and 16? The, the big players, how about Vita Vea? Vita Vea signed an enormous contract, and now you don't have a Dominican Sue next to you. Now it's just you, right? Now you're exposed. Well, what's happened? How's Vita Vea playing? I remember the biggest play I saw him make was in coverage. 360-pound guy dropping in coverage, and it was an athletic play, but he's not getting anybody on the ground. And at times, his effort's not very good. So I, I think, you know, Bulls being a defensive coach is looking right down the barrel at his guys, saying, really? You think you're all that? You know? And then offensively, we could do, we could do show after show on that side of the ball. And we had a chance to talk to Byron Leftwich. Let me assure you, he's working as hard as he can. There's not much I think he can do in terms of play calling that's going to make it better. Well, I shouldn't say that. They can get a little more creative. They can incorporate some more players into the game. Here's the problem with that, and here's what I've arrived at a little bit, is that the players they're playing are the ones Tom Brady trusts and only the ones he trusts. I think that's probably why you don't see Scotty Miller. What did he do early in the year? Dropped a lot of balls, right? You don't have any confidence in Scotty Miller, in my opinion. Some of the deep shots, some of the throws he's made, should have come up with, he hasn't done it. Not consistently, anyway. So, consequently, he didn't play very much at all. Jalen Darden, same thing. Dropped the ball early in the season. They're limited in terms of how many players they use on offense. And for better, and I think now mostly worse, Leonard Fournette 
is the focal point of this offense. When did this happen? Why did this happen? I know they wanted to run the football, and they did a good job in Dallas. You know, and Dallas is not the Dallas there they are today. 127 yards for Leonard Fournette. Good job. Didn't get the ball in the end zone much. One time, Mike Evans' circus catch. But you did control it, and he had a nice game. Since then, everybody said, cool. You want to run Leonard Fournette? We'll just load it up here. We'll play cover two shell, but basically we're coming downhill because we know exactly what you want to do. And we're going to jump everything underneath, and you're getting the ball out of your hands fast. And if you want to throw it to Leonard Fournette in the flat, we'll let you. Because you know what? He's not housing anybody. He's not going to the house with anybody. You're not playing Rashad White very much, if at all. You haven't played Keyshawn Vaughn yet. And then, you know, against the secondary that was depleted in Pittsburgh, we never saw Scotty Miller before a couple plays, Jalen Darden, Rashard Perriman, the guys that can really, really run, they weren't in the game. And Mike Evans was being doubled. So you're not threatening anybody down the field. You're not... You're not making them respect the entire vertical game because you don't have one. You know, all this no-risk-it, no-biscuit stuff that people made fun of, it's a critical component of football. In the NFL, you have to be able to take some shots. You need explosive plays. That's what's missing from this offense. But some of it is just malpractice in a way. You know what I mean, Steve? I mean, it's like they're not taking shots because they don't want to take shots. So, and I'll, I agree with you. But is the not taking shots part that they don't want to take shots? Or that how do you take shots when you don't have an Antonio Brown on the edge? You don't have That's an interior of offensive line that can hold a block long enough. That's also part of it. Absolutely. I mean, and, and and maybe Tom's arm is it shoulder isn't one hundred percent when you're seeing how many short throws. Also, he's a made. factor. You make great points. I think all three of those are a factor. Now that hasn't been the case since week one. No, um, or when week when the season started. I do believe that his shoulder is a bigger issue than we know, and it might be one of those things when you get to the end of the year and you go, "Oh, really? He played the entire season with a torn this or that, like he did the Super Bowl season." We found out. I wrote that he played with a, a partially torn MCL the whole year. Nobody knew it. That that I think the arm isn't uh, very well right now, although he hasn't missed a practice. He, he still can make throws. He made the damnedest throws the other day in the windows that he's throwing it through keyholes. Mm-hmm. But they can't. They don't really try to stretch the field, and it could be because Luke Gedeke has been a turnstile. You know, they said an interesting thing the other day since we, we talked last on the podcast, which was we got to give Luke Gedeke some help. You think? I mean, it only took you six weeks to figure that out? You, you've left him one-on-one against some of the best interior pass rushers in the NFL. You know? I mean, if you watch the games, we all know who's on top of Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Grady Jarrett, may he, you know, complain all he wants to about something that shouldn't have been a roughing the passer penalty, he, he destroyed that game. The Falcons had one game record on defense. Grady Jarrett. And he was sitting right over top of Luke Gedeke, or in the B-gap. Which, if I was the defensive and they coordinator, give, it's exactly where I'd put him. Right, and but they didn't give him any help. Like, what, what are we doing? They got one game record, and you're not going to pay attention to him? You're going to let him sit on your quarterback all day? You're going to let him blow up everything? 
you know, this is the way the season's gone. And it's like, here we are week seven, and now it's like, yeah, we got to give him help. Okay. Well, I was pretty sure you needed to give him help when I watched him in the preseason. But he's given up five sacks now. He's got, you know, one of the lowest grades of any guard in, in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus. And they're sticking with him. And and that only tells me that they think he's the best they have, which is scary. You know, that a rookie from Central Michigan, it, even though he's playing poorly, you can't begin to think about taking him out because the guys behind him are that bad. That's scary. And I know those other guys, Nick Leverett and Brandon Walton. I mean, I, I don't know what – you're on an NFL team, you should be able to play, but there are starters and there's backups – but the way Gedeke's playing, maybe it would service him to take a seat for a little while. They don't want to do it. Well, I asked the question earlier in the week. The Bucks yeah. insisted this offensive line was better than the fans thought they were. They did. Do they still believe that? <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, they are better than the fans think they are because yes. you know what? The fans think they're absolute trash. Yes, I agree. <laughs> and so they're their guys, and they have to believe in them, right? Mm-hmm. But the way they're playing, I don't know how you – how you can sell it. And it doesn't matter if you sell it. It's really what, what you can do with it. Mm-hmm. You know, and we talked to Byron Leftwich, who, who was under fire. And I think, you know, it's interesting with Byron, like, Byron has always felt slighted, you know, um, in the sense that no matter what he did the last previous three years, it was always going to be B.A.'s offense, right? Like, B.A., was it didn't matter how many times BA stood up there and said all the credit and I mean all the credit belongs to Tom and Byron it didn't matter because everyone's going to say well BA you know he's on the headset he's got the red line on the game plan all this stuff that wasn't necessarily true but they were going to say it and BA would would stand there and go no 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 you know this is all Byron and Tom and whatever well now I will say this, that when, you're, when you are the head coach and you have a philosophy, you can impart on everybody, including Tom Brady, that here's what we're going to do. You know, he, he, and, and you guys figure out the game plan and all that, but I want to do this. In other words, and I know B.A. because he's talked about this, Bruce Arians is not somebody who thinks, for example, that it's a great idea to try to possess the ball 12 to 14 plays. I have talked to him and he has told me, listen, if you can do it, it's great. But if that's the plan, chances are something bad's going to happen in a 12 or 14 play drive. You're going to get penalty. You're going to get a turnover. You're going to, you know, drop ball. Something, something's going to happen and, and you're going to be kicking field goals. It's going to be, it's hard to win that way. And I've seen Bucks teams win that way. And I've seen a lot of them lose like that because to win that way, you have to have an elite defense. 2002 elite. An average, you know, 20 points a game, which is what they're doing. Um, you, need, you need, you know, three, four Hall of Famers on that team, which I don't think they have right now. And, yes, you help your team by running the ball, all this stuff, but now this team, okay, tries to run – and they are an historically bad rushing team. They have the lowest, the worst rushing team in the NFL, the lowest per rush average. Not only that, 
it's so low, 3.1, that for the buck, for a Buccaneer franchise that's played almost 50 years, you got to go back to 1977. You know, where they were part of the 0-26 start before you can find a Buccaneer team that had this low of a, of a yards per rush average. That's really terrible. <laughs> I mean, that's historically bad. And yet, I assume Tom, I assume Byron, thinks that this offense should run through Leonard Fournette. Why? It never has. And Mike Evans sits there with four receptions on four targets last week. And and you say that it's the worst rush offense in, in two generations, essentially, of Bucks. That was after a week one where Leonard Fournette was dominant. Sure was. 127. Which just shows how bad they were the last five weeks mm-hmm. on top of that because there's a really good week in there. I don't remember right. what his yards per carry and stuff was for the team, but you know, you came out of that first game against Dallas going, this team can run the ball. Yes. Yes, you did. Need to finish drives, didn't get some red yeah. zones to scores. You thought, well, they'll fix that. Yeah, it's first really game. Haven't. They didn't have a lot of preseason. You know, the, the red yeah, zone efficiency yeah. would get better. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you know what's happened instead? Teams have said, okay, I don't see a lot of speed out here. Nope. But we're going to double Mike Evans because he's a threat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll play cover too. But then we know Tom's going to get well, – first of all, if they want to run Leonard Fournette, good, let him. Because Lenny isn't going to – the. he's gonna, not going to house anybody. You know, if he gets to the second layer, he's looking to make contact. Now, he had a nice touchdown run the other day. He put on a nice juke move in the open field and got in the end zone from about 12 yards, which is nice. But if you need him to go 50 yards, 40 yards, like they're not worried about that. If you want to throw him the ball out in the flat, okay. We'll just try to tackle him before he gets too much of a head of steam. But, you know, most defenses are okay if you want to try to drive the ball 12 or 14 plays. They'd like to get it back, but they're betting that they get a turnover or a penalty, and they usually do, especially with this team, or a sack, and then you're second and 14. You know, Tom was up there on Thursday – and he's calmed down a bit. And, of course, he had that meltdown on the sideline with his offensive line. And he just said, look, um, you know, I've been doing this a long time. And it may look bad, you know, when you get cameras on us and stuff like that. He goes, but that's how I impart the urgency of the situation on people. Like, that's just what I do. I've been doing it a long time, you know. And I, I feel like we can, I can say anything to those guys and they can say anything to me. But... I'm over there trying to get him to play harder, and that's just the way I work, you know? I mean, you guys shouldn't be surprised by that, but it looks bad when you lose, but that's just the way he does things. Did you see Jason Kelsey's comments on that? I did. He hosts a podcast <laughs> with his brother Travis. It's great. great. And he's like, you know, oh, if some, a quarterback did that to me, I'd be ticked, and he's a lot of F-bombs in there. And, yeah. You know, this he goes, but it's Tom Brady. He could say whatever he wants. I wouldn't say anything to him. <laughs> I wouldn't say anything to him, yeah. But any other quarterback does that? Oh, man. So no. Wait a minute. I'm out here busting my hump trying to protect you from these guys, and you're going to jump me? Yeah. He says, some quarterback that, you know, can't get hit or it's a roughing the passer call, Yeah, and I'm out here. You know, they're going to yell at me, but if Tom Brady, all those Super Bowls, he can say whatever he wants. I ain't going to say yeah, anything. Yeah, he can say anything. I ain't going to say anything to that guy. And that's kind of how his offensive linemen feel. Mm-hmm. 
Like it was almost, it was almost like a badge of honor. Like, oh, he knew my name, or oh, he cares, you know, <laughs> or like he knows where his blockers. Like, you know, it was weird. But, but Tom, you know, Tom didn't make. I mean, he wasn't. He was in. It was interesting. He was in a mood on Thursday. I didn't know what to expect. First of all, he came out on the podium because uh, we talked to him on Thursday and. The first thing he did was he said, Can, "Hey guys, before we get started, like can I, I just want to say something." He apologized for a comment he had made on his Let's Go podcast on Monday, where he kind of compared, you know, the commitment to football to military deployment. In that, you know, you you, you lose your work life balance type thing. You're just completely immersed in your job, and then of course that rankled a lot of people, um, many of whom were in the military, saying, "Come on." deployment like you know you're going home every night or you know after two weeks you took 11 days off in the bahamas i don't exactly think i can't do that when i'm deployed yeah it was a bad so tom, it was a bad analogy i don't he didn't mean it in that term what he meant no. is it's you know it's your life's not the same i mean he didn't you know he didn't mean it that way but it's a it's a bad analogy that he should have never said bad analogy and he, and he said he goes look i use a poor choice of words obviously i know that you know what we do is not combat we're not defending the nation you know that sort of thing and so i I, and again did you know do you have to apologize i mean look this is a big military era mcdill and and all that um he's not trying to you know upset anyone so he did the right thing he came out and he apologized and that was pretty much it um but you know then then he just kind of he seemed to be confident in a weird way like he's going to get this turned around somehow and his thing is because everybody's on left which about you know bad play calling too many runs on first down uh too predictable and, and, and there's room for that but left is really embattled like he i think he has felt like he hadn't gotten enough credit before and now that things are going bad everybody's like aha you're you're the problem um and i just think that you know, they have to figure it out. Like they, and and this is the one thing I will agree with them on this. It's not the same team as 2021. It's not the same team as 2020. You're missing huge pieces. What was it? Mike Evans said brought up without even being prompted the other day. Yeah. They asked him about all the changes on the offense and it's different. And and he immediately goes, yeah, Gronk's missing. (laughs) That's right. So that's my he guy. Was my buddy. I miss Gronk. It's my guy. That's my guy. You know why that was his guy? <clears throat> as much as anything, it was his guy because when they doubled Mike, Gronk would have that seam route up the middle that he would just destroy people with. And then once they hit that one or two times, guess what? They stopped doubling All Mike. All of a sudden, <laughs> Mike wasn't being doubled as much anymore. <laughs> and so it was like, yeah. We're going to have to keep a safety in the middle of the field. Like, you're going to have to come off that receiver over there. And, you know, and that's not happening now because the tight ends are just not a big part of the passing game. You know, Kate Otten is done okay. He's, he's getting more incorporated in the offense, him and Coke Keefe. You know, we've asked what happened to Kyle Rudolph, and it's like, no, you know, I think Kyle will play a role down the stretch. And, you know, we don't know what the status of Cam Braid is because, you know, he has now a neck strain um, to go with his concussion from a couple weeks ago. So we don't know when we're going to see him again. Um, but, yeah, they, they miss Gronk. I mean, they, and they, and Tom misses Gronk in ways that, 
you can only imagine because that balances Tom. You know, Tom is all intense all the time, you know, and, and Gronk has this, you know, say la vie type attitude, but really works hard and is a smart football player, but he kept everybody loose. This is not a loose football team right now. This team is as tight as Tom Brady, and that's the problem. You don't have that big, booming veteran voice to just say, ah, guys, you know, you know, let's go get some tutties, you know, like, you don't have that guy. And they're, they're, I think they're missing some leadership. I really do. And leadership, you know, leaders lead. Well, you lead by making plays. That's the best, that's the best way to lead, you know. Um, but the other way is, you know, to sort of kick some guys in the behinds and say, let's go. Like, you know, we can't, this isn't acceptable. And Indomitian Sue could do that. And JPP really could do that. And now, you know, guys like Joe Tryon and Logan Hall, and I'm looking at you, Vita Vea, you know, all the guys that pay money, they're not, they're not of that personality. They've not been in those roles. Now, maybe they'll grow into them. They just haven't been in those roles. And they've had another guy to do it for them. And it's different, man, when they're looking at you. And it's different when they're paying you the money. Like, this is all part of it. So there's, there's just so many things right now that are affecting the Bucks, And yet, you, you just wonder, can Tom figure this out? Like, he's responsible for bringing a lot of these free agents in here, or most of them. Most of them are now hurt on IR, not helping the team. And he's left with a smattering of rookies and guys that haven't got the Pro Bowls yet. You know, and then Leonard Fournette. <laughs> I mean, it's just not a lot to win with, man. You got to be really, really good. Now they may, they may go up there and beat Carolina because Carolina is awful. And you know, if you can't beat, you know, PJ Walker. I mean, I, I got. I mean, that's a that's a big deal. You're coming home to play Lamar Jackson after that. But they're going to have to get some explosives in this offense. They're going to have to start. You know, finishing drives, scoring. You know, this team hasn't scored a touchdown in the first quarter this year. Not one. Yeah, I mean, the, the other part is that they're always chasing the game. Always. They never have the lead. Outside the Dallas yeah. game, really. I mean. Right. But even that was tenuous until Mike Evans got in the end zone. Right. But, I mean, they led. You know, they you only gave up three points, so they led most of the game. Right. Even though they it, did lead it was the close. Whole game. But, but yeah. you know, of late, they're playing from behind so much of the time. And they're not scoring early. So, you know, you're, That's you're right. chasing the game. They need to get out in front of somebody. They're yeah. chasing the game, much like, you know, a Lightning team would do once in a while. But, yeah, they're, they're definitely chasing the game. And, and, and that way, your defense is sort of on their heels. You know, they're not able to have a lead and come after teams and be aggressive. And I still can't believe that they allowed four third and 11 pluses and three, you know, in a row in the, when they needed the ball back just for a field goal. That was unforgivable. And it doesn't seem like, really anyone has any answers for what happened other than they all took turns, which is never a good thing. You'd almost rather it be one guy and you just replace him and then away you go. Um, but Devin White certainly got the ball rolling and there were others. And you just can't you can't lose that game. But now they have another game. And that's the thing. I mean, that's the thing. The nature of the NFL is you're only good as your last game. They're not a very good football team right now. But if they go up there to Carolina, play the way they're capable, win the game, have a chance in 
you know, four days later to play Baltimore at home, they win that one, you know, all of a sudden you're kind of back on track. And you got a mini bye week. You got like 10 days off to the, to the next game. Which is the, by the way, the LA Rams come to town. <laughs> so, no, but they're struggling. They got they talent, are struggling. But they're struggling. But against this team, this team can't beat the Rams. They haven't, you know, they, they're 0 for 3 in the last two years, including the, the playoff game. Well, so, the Rams are on the bye this week, so maybe they figure things, start figuring things out. But They might. They might. Although and Stafford is still 100% waiting. healthy either. No, I think his, his, his arm is also a problem, as is Brady's. So that's going to be something to watch on both of them. And also, where does Odell Beckham Jr. go? You know? I've seen reports anywhere from you know, Kansas City. I've seen um, Minnesota, I saw a report about. They're 5-1. and one. That would be really interesting. Buffalo, Von Miller keeps saying he's going there. Buffalo, Von Miller wants him, obviously. The Saints. The Bucks definitely need him. I mean, if you're the Bucks, you can't be outspent on this one. You just can't. You got the GOAT. You're trying to win. You need somebody to take the top off of defense. You know, you need that Antonio Brown-like, without the attitude type veteran receiver that, that scares people to go with Mike Evans, to go with Chris Godwin. It would create an open middle field for Chris Godwin. You know, if you find another guy on the outside opposite Evans, they can't double everybody. So we'll see. We'll see if they get it figured out, man. It was... uh it's been an interesting week watching this team try to you know account for the fact that they've lost three out of four and lost to a team like Pittsburgh on the road that was decimated by injury and they really still don't have their identity and and the reason they don't have their identity is because they don't do anything well you know if they did one thing well you'd say well they're a passing team or you know they're a rushing team or they're a good screen team or they're you know, something that you can hang your hat on that says that's our bread and butter. They got nothing, man. <laughs> they just got nothing. They have not found it yet. And I will say that I thought Bowles and even Leftwich, you could t- sort of feel the pressure. Uh, they know that they're going to have to come up with some answers. They have to do some things differently because what they're doing is not working. And you can't be so stubborn as to keep trying it when time and time and time again teams have proven that's not going to cut it, you know, and there needs to be a change in approach, and Brady needs to lead it. You know, whatever Brady decides he wants to do and buys into it, the rest of the guys will buy into it too. But right now, I don't know what they're trying to do. I really don't. And whatever they're trying to do, it's not successful. So we'll see how the Bucks fare up there in Carolina. That game is at 1 o'clock, thank God. Uh, another one o'clock game. That's always great for those of us who work on deadline and do podcasts all night. So we'll have a chance to talk to all you guys about that. All right. One cool thing. Uh, you know, I told you guys the other day we were out in North Tampa and our sponsor is May Electric Solar and Billy May, the owner of that group, uh, was there and they were finishing up uh, a large house, a big job that they had. And we had a chance to sit down and talk to him. Uh, we told you a lot about May Electric, about the 30-year limited warranty uh, on on a lot of things, as well as the $750 surge protection, all that you got. This company's been in business 12 years. They do jobs all over the state. And lucky for us, and, and thanks to all of you, uh, they've gotten many referrals from this podcast, which we love. And it's worked out for their customers very well, and it'll work out for you too. So here's a, just a sampling of our chat with Billy May 
about May Electric Solar. All right, this is exciting because this is like our first remote of Sports Day Tampa Bay, and we're with a longtime sponsor, Billy May of May Electric Solar. We are here on a job. We are actually you're actually uh, installing some solar electric uh, panels for this this uh, home here. Um, first of all, thank you for for supporting Sports Day Tampa Bay as you have, and uh, also. I mean, there's such so many advantages, right, to uh, to solar energy and what you do. Um, tell us about this job and 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 sort of uh, this customer and what they'll be able to do with with this installation. Our customer here in Tampa, he chose to go solar for a lot of different reasons. One of the main reasons is to charge his electric cars sure. to offset that cost that was traded for gasoline for electricity. So we're able to help and sign his or design his system to perfectly fit his needs for his electrical use plus his new fuel cost and his right. cars. Right. Well, that's, that's excellent. And then, you know, we, we, uh, when I read these ads, I, I always see that, you know, your company offers a 30 year labor and service warranties. There's also some tax benefits to having solar energy as well, right? Yes. The 26% just got extended to 30%. Wow. Um, that's, that's a given. If you go solar, you, you get that incentive. But what we offer that's unique is the 30 year warranty. And, and what's also more unique about that is we don't use subcontractors. Right. So it's quality install, and we're not we're not leaning on that warranty, but it's there for you. Right. And that's yeah, all your guys or your employees up here working right now, and that's so important. Um, you also uh, offer, and we talk about this on the ad, surge protection for for your appliances. That's something that you, you know that that could happen, and people are protected that way as well, right? Absolutely. Actually, this customer, when we first pulled up, his TV, his house was hit by a surge and he lost the tv he's getting surge with our systems the solar we include in our system cost so that's that's a given for warranty purposes but then we also offer this the full home warranty or full home surge protector that 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 we offer on your show yeah that would have prevented any type of losses here at this job that he had um this is an investment right it's an investment in your home you have a nice home you want to save money on your electric bill but over time, this is cost-effective. This is something that will eventually put money back in your pocket, right, solar energy? Yeah, absolutely. Our, our, our ROIs are around seven to eight years. So after eight years, it's free fuel, free electricity on your house, warranted for 30 years. So you have a 20-plus year investment on that. Yeah. Now, you're a big sports fan, right? Absolutely. That's why you do this uh, with us. Uh, tell us. I, I'm always interested because, you know, I cover the Bucks, and so – uh, I, I'm kind of inside, right? I'm around the team. I'm around the coaches. I try to relate to the fans. What are your thoughts right now about about what's happening this season so far with Tom Brady with the Bucks? As you watch them, like what's kind of been the roller coaster you've been on as a fan? Yeah, well, um, hopefully the end game's the 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 right. goal here, and right. sometimes it takes takes some time to warm up. I know as the, we get into the cooler months here, we're not as quick as we are in the summertime. We we love the heat and we love the to get in that groove and get meshed with each other and that's what we're we're hopefully seeing with the Buccaneers here is that we can make a strong run towards the towards the playoffs well they're certainly trying to do that we appreciate May Electric Solar so contact uh, Billy May and May Electric Solar Solar I'll give you I'll let you do the number because I I am bad with numbers 727-819-2862 there you go Appreciate all your help, Billy, all your uh, sponsorship of Sports Day Tampa Bay. Good luck on this job. We've had uh, some neighbors come up, and that's what happens, right? That somebody's doing solar electric, and, and they want to contract with, with your company. So, Yeah, thanks for coming out. Appreciate it. The cool thing about Billy is he's a, huge, he's a huge sports fan. He loves Tampa Bay sports. He loves the Bucks. 
He's also going to have something to watch with the Lightning. They have some games coming up, and the Rowdies have a playoff game, right? Yeah, the Rowdies playoff game uh, against uh, Miami FC Saturday night, seven thirty at Al Lang Stadium. So, so cool. uh, you've been out. You saw, you saw a game out there this year, man. It's, it's amazing. Cool I, I I can't imagine what the playoffs are like because I saw a regular season game, and it is one of the best, funnest things you can do with uh, the most fun you can do with your family. Uh, be- beautiful venue. The weather's been nice. I mean, it should be terrific out there. Yeah, I would go, except uh, the Lightning are home that night as well. They're in Sunrise tonight against the Panthers, and they're home against the Islanders on Saturday night. So two Lightning games. Uh, tonight's game, by the way, if you uh, are trying to watch it, it's on ESPN+. Plus. So you have to okay. – that's one of the four games a year that's on the paid subscription tier. Oh, so, that's right, because it's Florida, yeah. Yep, not ESPN, not uh, Bally's or anything. Saturday will be back on Bally's as you Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Usual, but... Mm-hmm. So yeah, Lightning, uh, two games. They need to... Uh, Start turning things around. John Cooper saying um, they're getting better. Um, but it's going to take a little while to find themselves. And whether they lose some more games or start winning now, we'll see. But he thinks they're getting better. And and he said at practice Thursday, we absolutely 100% got better today. So so we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, the Rowdies uh, team, Champa Bay, trying to bring home a championship. They were in the final uh, game the last two years. Two years ago, the game was not played. Last year, they lost to Orange County in the finals. No, well, maybe they can get it started. You know, Tampa Bay needs a boost. Uh, right now, it looks like it's going to be moving to Philadelphia yeah. with the way the, the Eagles and, of course, the the Phillies in the NLCS, and we'll see what the uh, 76ers are going to do. But Yeah, it's been over Tampa a year Bay. since we've had a boat parade. We need another one. There you go. Yeah, we certainly do. Weather's turning nice. means you're probably hopefully going to turn off the air conditioner for a little while, but then it'll be back on soon. We told you, we listened to Billy May. We got to wait for you guys to save money. Call our friends at May Electric Solar. They're the solar energy experts. 727-819-2862. Schedule a free estimate. You can lower your electric bill all year long. 30-year labor and services warranty, $750 worth of service protection. Billy is going to take care of you with his crew, and you are going to be very happy, and this thing will be very cost-effective for you down the way as well. Thanks for listening. I am off to Carolina, Charlotte, exactly, and we'll be there for the weekend. We'll talk to you on Sunday night after the Bucks and Panthers. For Steve Verstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.